and welcome to Two Props in a Pod. I'm Tanisha. I'm Beth. And we are faculty and faculty developers at Glendale Community College in Arizona. And we are so excited because today we are going to be having a discussion about a very specific question. And this is a question that I think a lot of us, I'm going to guess, and I I think I'm pretty accurate in guess that probably everyone has been asked this question at some time in their life. And the question is, how are you doing? Which I think is a very important question to ask. I think you could even say people have been probably asked that question today. Yes, absolutely. How are you doing, right? And it definitely has, I feel like, changed and evolved over time as far as the weight of this question. Um, since we're kind of in the middle of a pandemic, like what, what does that really mean, right? How are you doing? So what do you think, Beth? Well, um, well, can I back up just a little bit yeah, and yeah. say that, um, yeah, we, we might talk a little bit about the pandemic today, which we have maybe only tangentially talked about in previous episodes right. since March 2020. Right. And that is probably my fault because I really did not want to talk about anything related <laughs> to the pandemic. Right. Uh, and and the reasons for that are many, but uh, just a lot of processing and not really knowing really what to say and, and how to articulate, you know, when everything felt so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So Tanisha and I talked the other day and we're like, yeah, let's. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk a little bit about it. Yeah. And let's, let's talk about this question that is becoming extremely hard to both answer and then also ask. So we're, yeah. we're going to look at it from both angles and we're going to also talk about why we ask it. Right. Right. Um, or why we, yeah, I think that's a good question. Why do we ask this question and what, what is the intent behind asking the question? Right. Mm-hmm. Is the intent just to in passing, right. Just say, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm fine. And then you move on. Mm-hmm. Or is it really, really asking, how are you doing? Like, I really want to know what your life is like right now. And and I think that intent really, really makes a difference in um, the question being asked, right? And in, in how it's asked. That, that's such a good point, Tanisha, right? Because the words don't really tell us which way to take it. Right. We, we know the question is a polite question. Right. Right. Um, but as soon as it's out of somebody's mouth, do we stick with the polite response which is perhaps fine right. and move on. Right. Or if they're asking for something more significant, how much do we share? I think it, it just, it depends, right? I think it depends on more specifically like the context, you know, in communication, which is, you know, what I teach, we talk a lot about context Um, and that, those are the questions like the, when, like, when is communication happening? Where, who, why, what, how, like, there's all of these questions, um, that we have. Um, and I think it's the same thing for how are you, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if I am at the grocery store and I am checking out, you know, at the grocery store and the cashier asks me, how are you? That's probably not the time for me to jump into my life story, right? Well, let me tell you how I'm doing. Oh, back in like 2005, this happened to me. 2009, this happened to me, you know, 2021. Oh Lord, let me tell you about that. Like that's a whole other conversation. And within that context is not necessarily appropriate because Mm -hmm. of the fact that you're in a grocery store, you're talking to a stranger. There's probably people behind you, right? Mm -hmm. They're trying to get through the line, you know, but if you have a loved one who asks you, how are you doing? Then your response is probably more than likely going to be more than I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Right. You might go into more detail and more depth with that. Yeah, that's a really good point. And you found a couple of articles written shortly after lockdown. Mm-hmm kind of about this topic from both angles. How do you, uh, one of them was other things you can ask besides how are you? And then the other one was focused on answering. How do you answer that question when things are horrible, basically? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Like the, one of the articles that I came across came from the Atlantic and I think the title of it is what to, what to ask instead of how are you? Um, and one of the things that I came across is like, for example, if it's, if it's not like a deep conversation or a time for reflection, um, and I kind of think of maybe like the workplace, you know, um, that that is a place where, uh, you know, if you're not going deep into checking into someone's well-being and it's just being used in a way that doesn't require that deep reflection, um, you can maybe ask the, the what was recommended is you can ask, what am I interrupting? Or are you still holding up okay? Or what's your, ba- what's your day been like so far, right? So um, I kind of did something like that on, on my way over to recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I was walking over to our studio and I ran into some colleagues. And, you know, one of the things... I caught myself doing and I caught myself mid-sentence is that I, I almost ask, how are you doing? And I started by saying, how are you? And then I, I kind of stopped and I was like, how's your day going so far? You know, and that was a little bit better than just how are you doing? It was kind of like trying to be mindful of asking that question of other people. But out of habit, I almost kind of just did the casual, yeah, how are you doing? And then just moving on. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I feel like that's definitely great for the workplace. Um, but if you have close friends and family, um, and maybe even, even some coworkers who are maybe really close to you, right? Like some of our besties are (laughs) in our workplace environment. So maybe Mm -hmm. this, this is your opportunity to ask specific questions. Like for example, if you're trying to check in on their well-being. And maybe you are seeking that deep reflective answer from them. You might ask questions like, how are you coping? Or what's been on your mind lately, right? That can open the door to the conversation, mm-hmm. you know, because if we're having in-depth conversations with our close friends and family, a lot of times we don't expect, you know, um, if, especially if we know 
if they've told us or disclosed with us already that they're struggling, we don't necessarily expect that I'm fine. Right. If someone, if, if someone that I knew just gave me a response that I'm fine, then, you know, I would ask more follow-up questions like, really, are you really sure you're okay? Um, you know, I remember in our last conversation, you mentioned some things that were going on, you know, so kind of probing a little bit deeper, just trying to see if that person wants to open up. Um, and if they don't, I don't, I don't press too, too much, but, um, when it comes to the context of close family and friends, we might probe a little bit more, or we might ask a question like what's been on your mind lately to kind of really, really get a sense of how they're doing. I really love those suggestions. Mm-hmm. I have always been somebody who, when I've gotten that question, how are you? It's, it's forget about the pandemic. It's always been a challenge for me to answer because my brain instantly thinks of everything. And then I, in my head, I'm thinking, well, they don't want to hear about that. So I better answer something else instead. And I feel like all this time is going by while I'm trying to figure out what to say. Mm-hmm. But in the pandemic... Yeah, it's even harder to answer, right? right? And and assessing that context like you were talking about in the moment and trying to figure out, well, what do they really want to know or how quickly do I need to get out of this conversation or whatever. I think that some of that, how are you as polite conversation and the fine um, actually can cause even more isolation mm-hmm. um, because it's just so... You know, it's only meant to be polite. It's not really meant to create connections. Mm-hmm. So the options that you've provided, I think, do give us more chance to create some more authentic responses and perhaps connect in a different way with, um, you know, the folks that we feel comfortable doing that with. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, the article did a really good job of providing some questions. And our listeners out there, you may think of even better questions Mm -hmm. to ask, right, in those situations. Um, So maybe you can think of something better when it comes to... Put some in the chat. Or maybe, yeah, or the comment section. Yeah, in the comment section. Yeah, put in the comment section what maybe you use, like, what is your go-to question? Mm -hmm. But it is a habit that that can be really difficult to break because I almost did it on my way over here Mm -hmm. to the studio. I almost said, how are you? And it's like, Oh, well, let's rethink how we, Mm -hmm. how we ask that question. Mm -hmm. You know, some, I I think the the one article I read talked about just throwing that question out the window (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to who we're talking to. I'm okay with that. I really am. Mm -hmm. And I think especially, okay, so we are recording this episode right before uh, the winter break mm-hmm. in 2021. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it's all okay. So, besides being in a pandemic, it's also that time of year. Yeah. That makes the question especially challenging, right? Because if you work in the field of education, you know, right now is pretty crazy. Right. Um, right. You know, students are stressed, educators are stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody really wants to answer that question. Right. And um, so we're still trying to be polite with each other, but, you know, we just need to get to work and finish our, yeah, finish our grading. Yeah. Right? It's about making it to that finish line. And you know what I'm talking about, whether yeah. you run across it or you're crawling across it. <laughs> However way you make your way across that finish line it's about trying to get there but there is that stress that we're carrying on our backs along the way as well yeah 
But I like the potential here for creating some different questions that will lead to perhaps a greater connection with folks. Mm -hmm. Um, It reminds me a little bit of um, uh, the book I just read by Priya Parker on, um, you know, conversations with people and gatherings with people. And and, uh, it's called The Art of Gathering. And... I was able to apply. And and one of the things she talks about is changing up your routines and things that you ask and talk about, right? Mm -hmm. And that some of that involves a risk. And I'm just going to apply it to this situation too. Yeah, when you pose that different question to somebody, well, first you have to remember to do it. Mm -hmm. And then two, you, you you might open up the potential for a little bit longer conversation. Right. So it may not just be in passing. So you have to be ready for that. Right. Right. Um, And then depending on what they share, you know, there might be some risk in that. Right. As well. Mm -hmm. Very true. So how, how would we apply this in a classroom as educators? How would we apply this in a classroom or with our students? I think maybe one way we can apply this to our classroom and our students is, oh, like for example, in maybe at the at the beginning of class, I think it's it's very easy to be like, "How are you guys doing?" And everyone is like, "Oh, I'm okay," you know. But what would the response be if you came into the classroom and asked, "Hey, everyone, you know, what's your day been like so far?" Or even asking how are you still holding up? Okay. Like how are things, how are things going for you? And maybe in those one-on-one conversations or those conversations that you, that you have with your students and you know, they're going through something, maybe you can ask those specific questions that were identified in the article that talked about, um, you know, if being close to friends and family, um, they recommended this for being close to friends and family, but I could see it with students, right? How are you coping or what's been on your mind lately? can kind of open the door for that conversation and hopefully you'll be able to, to help them out in some type of way. And one of the reasons why um, one, one of the, one of the benefits of opening up to someone is that they may be able to provide you that support that you need. Like, for example, I think about friends and family and, you know, them knowing something's going on with you. So they, they think about calling you a little bit more often or video chatting with you a little bit more often and I can see the same thing with educators, right? When you're in the classroom, when you ask the question, what's been on your mind lately? You know, maybe you have a student who says, oh, you know, the thing that's been on my mind lately is how, you know, I don't, I don't have a laptop to do my, my schoolwork. It's really stressing me out because I can't get it done. And you as an instructor can be like, hey, did you know that, you know, on our campus, we actually loan out laptops to students? I can help you out with that, right? And simply asking what's been on your mind lately could open that door um, as opposed to how are you? Because if you just say, how are you? They can just say, I'm fine. And then that's it. But if you ask what's been on your mind lately, they might think, okay, well, maybe I can share it. Or some might be hesitant because they're like, I don't know you like that. (laughs) So I'm not going (laughs) to give you, I'm not going to tell you my life story, Right. but some may, you know, and, and I think having that opportunity to kind of help in the classroom will make a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, makes me think about a time recently when I met with a student in virtual office hours who was apologizing to me for something, as students will do. And I, mm-hmm. I don't remember specifically what it was, but I just said, look, 
you don't need to apologize for anything because mm-hmm. living in a pandemic is not normal. Right. And going to college in a pandemic is not normal. Right. Um, so let's just take care of that right away. Right. 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 And the energy did change a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it was like this kind of relief. Yeah. Right. Just acknowledging that, like, I think the question, how are you asked in a pandemic is it, it acts like there's nothing happening. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it yeah. acts like there's nothing going on and there are things going on. And, yeah. and I know we're trying to be polite with each other, but I agree with the writer who said, we just need to not ask that question right now. Right. Maybe someday we can come back to it. Right. Right. But that time is not now. No. And people are really struggling. Um, In preparing for this episode, I came across this article from um, the Pew Research Center. And the article was titled, In Their Own Words, Americans Describe the Struggles and Silver Linings of the COVID-19 Pandemic. And it was just interesting, like going through the list of struggles. There were some silver linings, Mm -hmm. you know. But the struggles, like, for example, how it impacts relationships um, as far as isolations for some people, how it impacts um, health. You know, there are those who have lost loved ones, unfortunately, to this, um, to COVID, Um, dealing with um, the decline in their physical and mental health. You know, for example, not being able to, you know, work out, gaining weight, having depression, having anxiety, um, the impact on finances, you know, people losing jobs and just kind of worrying about where their money is going to come from, how they're going to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. So we have to think, especially in the classroom, we have our students who are bringing a plethora of struggles with them. And there's probably some people who are dealing with probably everything on this list. And when you ask them, how are they doing? Instead of telling you the laundry list of things, they just say, I'm fine. And that's not really an accurate representation of what they're going through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that list, that, that list I came across was long as I, far I as struggles. I read some of those. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's really heartbreaking yeah. to really kind of think about how everyone is kind of going through their own struggle and not just in the classroom, but also with our coworkers as well. And I think maybe that's because we have a culture of not being really vulnerable um, when it comes to, you know, answering the question, which I think kind of brings us to the point that you made about the articles, how, um, you know, one article talked about how to, what questions you can use besides how are you? And then another article talked about how to answer that how are you question when everything is awful. That's the title of the article. (laughs) When everything is awful, how do you answer the how are you question? And how um, in the article, it actually talked about how um, coworkers that you are encouraged, and I'm going to read this verbatim, coworkers, you are encouraged to feel free to be honest with your coworkers. You should make an effort to share, which I found really surprising because that kind of goes against what yeah, that kind of surprises me too. Yes, what I feel like our workplace culture really is. Like, I feel like our workplace culture is, you know, you keep your personal and your professional separate, right? Mm-hmm. Don't let it impact your work, right? Unless, and in my mind, I think unless it's a crisis, then you need to like let your your supervisors mm-hmm. know. You might mm-hmm. let your close mm-hmm. inner circle people know. 
But if it's like, you know, I, I think about someone who gets an illness, that's, that's an extreme case where I need to disclose right mm-hmm. to my workplace what's going on. But things like, you know, I barely have enough money to feed my family this week is stuff that's not really talked about, mm-hmm. you know? And I think maybe there's just this fear, this fear of being vulnerable, this fear of putting your business out there, this fear of judgment um, is a, is it contributes to that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I found that really surprising. Yeah, I probably would. I don't know that I would give that advice. Um, yeah, I was like, really? Maybe a coworker who's close. Yeah, and it seems yeah. to be like fairly open. It didn't even say you mm-hmm. have to share your whole life story, but even saying fairly open makes me feel extremely uncomfortable mm-hmm. just thinking about that. And then I also think about those people who who can't be fairly open on the job. You know what I mean? Like I think about those those people who maybe maybe they're a, a, tar, a temporary worker, they're a part-time worker, their full-time employee employment really hinges on whether or not your workplace can see you as a as a candidate for 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 being full-time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think about I don't know. I'm thinking about it's like if you're working for the holidays, it's like a temporary job, but you really want to be hired full time. You're 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 going to try to maybe um, put off this facade that everything is okay and that your personal life is not impacting your your professional life because you are trying to get that you're trying to get that job, mm-hmm. you know. So so yeah. So that that advice I we'll, wasn't sure about. We'll we'll link to the articles. Yeah. Right. With the one from the Atlantic. And I think that one that you're talking about is the Los Angeles. The LA Times. Yeah. So um, we'll link to that and let our readers decide. Yeah. What, what they, they think. think. Yeah. But with family and friends, though, they, they talked about with family, um, how to answer how are you is to openly share and disclose with family. And then with friends, you can openly and share and disclose, but with your closest of closest inner inner group of friends. And, um, but the coworkers one was the one where I was like, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to do that. (laughs) No, I don't, you know, I'm not going to put my biography out there during lunch for the whole world to see. I'm sorry, but no. You know, and maybe, um, I, I don't know this, this would ever come up in a classroom, right. But, um, learning those kind of, some of that social etiquette, Right. Is just a, a normal part of growing up, right? And a lot right. of our college students are, you know, they're navigating those waters of learning what's okay and not okay to really sort of talk about. And it's, it's, I, I wonder how the whole pandemic is um, impacting some of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll be curious, really curious years from now. Mm hmm. And I'm saying that, but I even realize years from now, I'm not sure if I'll be able to read books about it, but it could be interesting. It could be. Could be. So something to think about. Yeah. And we're going to make a pact to use these other questions. Yes. Let's do it between now and our next episode. Yes. To use these other questions. Try to use other questions as opposed to how are you, how are you doing? Okay. Make an effort. What's on your radar, Tanisha? Um, what is on my radar? That's a that's a good question. And I clearly did not think about that before. Only two 
episode today. Beth, do you have do you have one? That, I do. I okay. I'm, I'm just looking for a break. Okay. I'm I'm looking forward to break, to sleeping in, to napping, to um, having some tea, mm-hmm. um, watching some holiday movies, and trying to do not much of anything. Yeah, that sounds good. That's that's on my radar. That should be on my radar too. <laughs> Um, I guess what's on my radar is I'm thinking about, you know, before we started recording, Beth and I started, um, we were talking about, you know, Christmas and, you know, how festive are we during the holidays? And I mentioned how, you know, we're not super festive, but one thing that I do is just watch like Christmas movies. So I'm looking forward to seeing some Christmas movies. Um, Like, for example, uh, Elf is one of my favorites. Jingle All the Way is one of my favorites. Um, one of my, one of my favorites for my husband is Die Hard. I know there, look, okay. I know there's this argument out there about there Die is. Hard being a Christmas movie or it's not a Christmas movie. Um, even my husband had to convince me. <laughs> I was like, is it really a Christmas movie? I will, I will, I will on this mic, I will say, yes, it is a Christmas movie, <laughs> you know? So people may argue with me in the comment section, but I believe it is a Christmas movie. So, um, the plan is to also watch some Die Hard and, little bit of jingle jangle which i think is on netflix as well so but the goal is to try to to watch some newer christmas movies because people always talk about lifetime and they always talk about hallmark and i never i think i've seen like one lifetime christmas movie um but that's it so i'm looking forward to sitting down watching some some um christmas movies eating a little bit of a christmas breakfast and getting some sleep and doing some reading so that's nice. what's on my radar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to leave all of you with a nugget today. And that's going to be to try to ask, how has your day been going in place of how are you doing? Yes. That's our nugget. That's our nugget. So, all right. Well, hopefully you enjoyed our episode. We thank you so much for joining us for our conversation on today. And we look forward to hearing from you and listening to us again. So thank you so much for your support. If you enjoyed this conversation and want to join in, connect with us on Twitter. Follow at Two Profs in a Pod or leave a comment on our blog at twoprofsinapod.blogspot.com. Remember, spell out the number two. Other ways to show your support subscribe in your favorite podcast app, write a review on Apple Podcasts, or tell your colleagues about the show. Two Profs in a Pod is hosted by Beth Ayers, English faculty, and Tanisha Baca, communication faculty. The podcast is edited by Cheryl Colon, instructional developer, and is brought to you by the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Engagement at Glendale Community College in Arizona.